Hey everyone, welcome to episode 4 of Analyze. This week we'll be discussing the NFL games on Thursday night between the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks, making our week 5 predictions, talking about team's biggest weaknesses we've seen so far, and how the Redskins are dooming Dwayne Haskins to perform badly in the future, as well as some trade rumors surrounding Vikings wide receiver Stefan Diggs. We hope you enjoy the podcast, and here's the episode. Alright, so last night, the Seahawks and the Rams played each other. Thursday night football, 30-29. It was a divisional game. The Seahawks, I really thought, showed a lot of good stuff. DK Metcalf is starting to come into that big, tall and fast wide receiver mold that I think they were looking for. They didn't really have that with just Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett. Uh, Right now, the biggest thing I can see from that game is people are starting to figure out how to stop the Rams' offense. Uh... They're just putting six down defensive linemen, setting the edge on all of the runs, and not letting Gurley get outside. So it puts a lot of pressure on Jared Goff and those receivers. Jared El- Gerald Everett had a lot of drops last night. I saw three or four at least. Uh, Cooper Cup is really starting to come into his own as well. I mean, he's gone over 100 yards in the past two games, maybe three, and he's put up a touchdown in each one. So I think he's really going to start to become that breakout wide receiver for him. That's really all I got to say. Otherwise, the the Seahawks getting a win in the division, pushing them a little bit closer to getting to the playoffs. Lewis, what did you see or anything you want to comment about that? Uh, honestly, Alex, I would say the exact opposite. I would say that the Rams' offense is finally starting to come together. Um, teams are not really figuring that out, them out anymore. Uh, the Rams' defense, though, is not playing as well as they have in earlier games. So that was interesting to see two high-powered offenses. It looked like 30 to 29 high-scoring game. Um, it was very exciting to see. And the Seahawks, they slipped away with one. Greg Zerline missing that, I think, 40-yard kick, uncharacteristic of him. So the Seahawks really slipped out of there with a win, go to four and one. You guys pretty much covered everything, but I just wanted to say that Gurley hasn't really been putting up the same numbers as he was last year, and I think teams have been able to capitalize on that. I think the last thing that I wanted to say about that was uh, last year at this time, I think Gurley had over 120 carries, and there was a stat last night during the game that said he only has like 60 total touches so far this season so that kind of puts into perspective what uh what's been going on with him with the knee arthritis and stuff so next we're going to be talking about glaring weaknesses we see on one afc team and one nfc team all right this section is going to be about teams that we see that have glaring weaknesses so far in the season lewis we'll start with you uh we already discussed your team and i I just want you we'll start in the afc all right, well, my AFC team would be the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. It is by far the worst in the NFL. Andy Dalton is running for his life back there. Um, honestly, they have playmakers at the wide receiver spot. Uh, tight end Tyler Eifer is one of the best in the league when he stays healthy. They've got Ross, Boyd, Green. Uh, they've got Joe Mixon, but that offensive line is just holding that offense back. And until they get that fixed, nothing's going to be happening in Cincinnati. Yeah, I think it's a big problem with when they can't even get the run game going at all. They're getting maybe one to two yards of carry with Mixon, right, who led right. the AFC in, in, in rushing last year. Yeah, Mixon's not doing anything. Um, my NFC team is going to have to be the Bears, their quarterback situation. Um, 
Honestly, Chase Daniel looks like more of an NFL quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. From what I saw last week against the Vikings, uh, Trubisky has not performed at all this year. Chase Daniel came in and he got his team the win. That's what mattered. So uh, that quarterback spot, it's still shaky. It'll be interesting to see what Chase Daniel does this week. Yeah, I think they're. I think the Bears' record is a little deceiving. Three and one could say that hey, they're doing pretty good, but I, I'd say. 90% of that is going to the defense. Absolutely. When your defense generates as many points as that does, getting turnovers, pick sixes, fumbles, I the offense, you would think, would be clicking as well. But that offense is literally getting carried by that defense to the finish line. I'm sure if they had a mediocre defense like everybody else in the NFL, that they would be 1-3 and three instead of 3-1. and one. Zach, what do you have to say about that, his two teams that he picked? Uh, I agree with the Bears that I think their defense is definitely carrying them through these wins and that their QB situation definitely needs to be looked at. And the Bengals' O-line is definitely struggling, and they can't seem to get a break because their first-round pick also got hurt. Yeah, I mean, Jonah Labrum, or Jonah Williams Torres Labrum. All right, so for my teams, uh, I'm picking the Broncos for my AFC team. And uh, I'm going to talk about their defense. That defense has not done anything so far this season. No takeaways, no sacks, nothing. And it's not like Joe Flacco is going to be able to carry that team and get that offense moving. I just don't see how they can be they can succeed at all in an already tough division that has the Chargers and the Chiefs. And also the Raiders. The Raiders have been, like, flying under a lot of people's radars. I think they've gotten off some pretty good wins against a tough uh, – a tough uh, – uh, Colts team and I mean I just I think they're going under the radar but the Broncos really need to figure out what that defense is doing and maybe I, I guess an underlying need would be look at the quarterback situation maybe throw in Drew Locke their uh, second round pick from this last year yeah four weeks and not a single takeaway from a defense where it's we sad. thought we thought that they were going to be pretty good this year, honestly. Yeah. Um, it, it is so disappointing to watch. 0-4 because of that, without a doubt. Offense, obviously shaky, but their defense, I mean, they, they got to start making plays. they got to make the big plays, give the offense momentum, and help their offense out, for Christ's sake. I mean, they're just not doing that. Yeah, so for my uh, NFC team, I have the Cardinals, and it's not really a glaring weakness I see on the team itself. Maybe besides Patrick Peterson being out, that cornerback group looks a little weak. But uh, I'm going to have to go with the coaching. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the answer for this team. Yeah, I, I do think Kyler Murray will succeed in the future in the NFL, but um, that offense just – the air raid offense is meant for college. I think it's too easy for NFL teams to stop just by throwing a couple extra DPs out there. And their offense is so their offensive line is weak to where they can't get the running game stolen going with David Johnson. So uh, Kyler Murray is just running for his life back there. Zach, what do you have to say about my two teams so far? Uh, the Cardinals, I definitely think they can turn it around. I mean, their offense looks all right, but they definitely need some improvements. And their defense is lacking a lot too, which they've let up a lot of points lately, especially against the Lions, and the other teams that they played. Uh, the other team that you picked, the Broncos, It doesn't. their defense doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere up due to the fact that they lost Bradley Chubb to a torn ACL, which is really going to be hard for them. Yeah, so, uh, Zach, moving on to you, last person in this discussion. Uh, what do you have to say about your AFC team? Who would you pick and why? 
I'm going with the Dolphins here. Just just about everything is wrong with them. Their QB situation is not looking good at all. They don't have any alignment, any breakout receivers or running backs. Their defense, I don't see anybody who can stop any elite players. So, yeah. And for your NFC team? NFC team is the Giants. Their offense is looking pretty good, but they don't have any secondary players to stop any decent wide receivers, and they've lost a lot of games because of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, their their secondary, I thought DeAndre Baker may have helped their first-round pick out of Georgia. Maybe Janoris Jenkins would have stepped up. They drafted a lot of cornerbacks. They have Julian Love. They got Jabril Peppers from Cleveland in the OBJ trade, and I thought maybe they would have a pretty decent secondary. But that was far from the fact and what actually it is. That defense is it's, it doesn't look good at all. They're getting burned left and right. And, I mean, when, you, when you're having a shootout with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I get that some of their wide receivers are pretty good, but um, – I, you don't need to be in a shootout with that team like Jameis Winston. It's easy to make plays off of him. I just I don't see how you can let that happen. Daniel Jones has been a surprising pick for him, though. I think a lot of people picked him not to succeed in the NFL. And um, he's just really um, meeting and exceeding a lot of people's expectations. Let's just start off by saying what in good heaven's name is that Redskins QB position? But by, by the way, we're going into the Redskins QB battle right now. Obviously, Colt McCoy was just named the starter for this week. Um, Case Keenum not performing, and Dwayne Haskins—they were really setting him up for failure. No TDs, three interceptions. So, get it started, Zach. I mean, I always thought Case Keenum was a decent QB. He looked pretty good on the Vikings. He didn't look half bad last year, but this year, geez. Louise, it is not looking good. And Dwayne Haskins finally got a chance, just blew it. Absolutely blew it. Very disappointed in the Ohio State QB. You know, I have to uh I have to agree what Alex said here in the introduction. They are setting him up for failure. Um they really don't have many playmakers around him if we're being honest. So uh I don't know how you'd expect a QB, a rookie QB, to go in there on the fourth week and perform well. They need to just sit him for a year, let him learn under Keenum or McCoy. But um, uh, they're not going anywhere this year. Don't risk the injury. Uh, sit Dwayne Haskins and see if Colt McCoy can make something happen. Although this this team's dead for the year, i got to be honest. No I, one around him. I think they really screwed over Dwayne Haskins. Uh, one of my favorite prospects going into the draft because he's from Ohio State, but he was a really gifted passer. He knew how to throw with anticipation, arm strength, accuracy. He had it all to be a good pocket passer in the NFL, and I thought maybe he would be the saving grace for the Washington Redskins. And even in the mini camps, he had good connections with Terry McLaurin and Kelvin Harmon and a couple of their other wide receivers. And you throw him in there when you're losing a game to the New York Giants with none of his guys in there. Terry McLaurin was out during that game. And you're expecting him to come back from that? I don't see how you can just expect a rookie quarterback who's never seen any regular season action to come in and win that game for you. I think all it did was really put a dampener on his confidence and his overall morale for that team. It seems like they aren't even sure who they want to be a quarterback. When you're a football club, you have to know who your guy is, not keep switching in between guys. 
You need to have your eyes set on the person you want leading that team. And I think that's one of the biggest factors to why they're not succeeding is because they don't have their guy. It doesn't seem like they know who their guy is. Yeah, well, let's talk about the future here. Who is the Redskins guy? Who is it at quarterback from now, from next year, from the future? I'll start off here. I think that Colt McCoy is a better quarterback than Case Keenum. All right? Uh, He hasn't had much. He hasn't really had any good teams to play on, so he's been kind of screwed by not having really any superstar players around him on any (laughs) of his team. So uh, that's unfortunate for him. I think he's their guy, though, for this year, for next year, maybe the year after, and then let Haskins take over. But uh, it's it's a rebuilding process. They're not going to get it in just a couple years. I think they should put in Dwayne a couple times here and there just to give him a better feel for the league because it already looks like the Redskins season is just downhill. But, yeah, I think it'd be good to give the rookie a couple couple plays here and there. Now, I'm not saying I don't think Dwayne Haskins will be their guy down the field, but I think a lot of us are forgetting about Alex Smith. He had that gruesome leg injury last year, but, you know, I think if he recovers from that, that he, he, he could still lead that team to success. You play out that contract, and you have Dwayne Haskins be that kind of Aaron Rodgers where you're just sitting, waiting, and learning while you're watching that team succeed. You're going to have continued success. Alex Smith has proven that he can game manage and that he can get you wins if he has good playmakers around him. Terry McLaurin has proved it so far in the NFL season that he's, he's the real deal from Ohio State, and I just think you need you need to sit Dwayne Haskins. He's not ready for the NFL defenses. He's not ready for all of the pressure that comes with being a starting quarterback. I do agree with you because last year the Redskins looked like they were going to make the playoffs. They did have a winning season until the horrible injury of Alex Smith. But I want to go more into the decision between Colt McCoy and Case Keenum of who is the more reliable QB to finish out this season. My personal opinion is got to be Colt McCoy. I mean, Case Keenum just, he's not looking good at all. And you might as well just put in a different QB at this point. Absolutely. Um, I've been thinking, you know, that uh, if you're going to finish the season out with one of those good dudes, I, I want to get my two cents on this. You you brought in Case Keenum, and I mean, he hasn't played awfully. I get that the Chicago Bears kind of messed him up. But that, that's the Chicago Bears. That's that's going to happen to most quarterbacks, I feel like, ex- with the exception of some of the great ones. And he hasn't performed that bad. I mean, we saw it. He led against the Eagles for most of the game. They were winning that game up until the very end. And I'd, I've seen – we've all seen Colt McCoy in the past. He, there's a reason he's been backing up teams for a while now. I, I And we saw what Case Keem's capable of back in Minnesota. I think, you know, you see the potential in Keenum. I think you just I think you just start him for the rest of the season and let just kind of wipe this slate clean after this season, move on and finally start to get into that rebuilding process of that team which they need desperately. Yeah, and I have to say, I mean, obviously the quarterback is not their biggest problem at this point. They have many problems beyond that, so uh it'll be interesting to see. All right, next up we are going to be talking about Stefan Diggs. Rumor has it that he has not showed up to practice all week this week, and he is looking to get traded. So, uh, guys, I wanted to get your opinion on this. What is his trade value? Will he go through on it? And what does this mean for the future of the Vikings? 
Well, I guess uh, a team like, let's say, the Dolphins or uh, Cardinals could pick him up. I mean, the man hasn't been doing as well as last year. He's dropped a lot of catches. It's been a very disappointing season so far. I don't like him already. Just, you know, it's whatever if he goes or not. They got um, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. I'm not sure what kind of games Zach is watching because the games that I have watched, Thielen is doing a lot of it, but that's because teams are really clamping down on Stefan Diggs. I haven't seen many drops at all, really. Uh, I think his trade value is great. I think he's still a great player. Um, he's gotten off to a slow start, but again, that's because teams are really starting to uh, play defense hard on him. They realize that he's a top-notch receiver. Well, Lewis, I think the only reason you're not seeing the drops is because they don't show those on the highlight tapes on YouTube. But uh, I think the trade value is really high for Stefan Diggs. Uh, he, he could probably be a number one receiver on other teams. Um, but then again, the Vikings already said that they don't want to give him up, barring some type of massive deal or haul that they get. So I think it would take at least really high draft picks and a good player in return for that. What I could see happening, though, as like a realistic trade is maybe they give Stefan Diggs and a third-round pick for Jalen Ramsey. I could see that happening down in Jacksonville. They don't have that clear-cut wide receiver down there, and Jalen Ramsey wants to get out of Jacksonville, and so does Stefan Diggs, vice versa, with Minnesota. Yeah, that would be an interesting trade. Let's get back to Diggs, though. Um, it's not like... Let's not forget who's throwing the ball to him, okay? Kirk Cousins is not a great quarterback by any means, all right? He's not throwing dots to him. He, he really has not performed at all, and I think that uh, has a lot to do with Stefan Diggs' performance this year. That has a lot to do with him not getting as many receptions. Adam Thielen has said the same thing about Kirk Cousins. So, uh, Zach, what do you have to say about that? Well, Adam Thielen has been putting up numbers, and I think he's just saying He's still that angry. He's still angry with Cousins. That's the point. Bit. I mean, you're right. You're right. Cousins has not been performing. But it will come around. Diggs needs to stop complaining. Same with Thielen. Thielen's actually getting the money. Not so sure about Diggs, on the other hand. But they're probably just going to run it anyway. Well, my exact point, when it does come around for Cousins, if it does come around, because I'm not really convinced on Kirk Cousins, uh, but if he does start playing well, then Stefan Diggs will start playing well as well. Well, I don't know about that. I think Stefan Diggs is the clear number two receiver on that team. Well, Well, he's still a good receiver. I know. Adam Thielen's a great receiver. I'm not, um, like, slandering... Uh, digs at all. I, he's a good receiver, but Thielen's better. Thielen is a cut above Diggs. I, I, there's no way that Diggs would ever take away from Thielen's touches. I, it, and when you have someone like Thielen, and then you have Dalvin Cook to balance it out with the running game. In my opinion, if I was the general manager of the Vikings, I would say that Diggs is expendable, and you could probably get draft picks out of that for other needs that are bigger than the wide receiver on that team. Well, I think he's just a better receiver than uh, you guys are saying that he is. But um, I'm not saying that he's completely worthless. But all I'm saying is that the Vikings, they could do without him. And I think they could get something good out of him with a trade or, you know, 
he's been a great number two guy for the Vikings, and that's helped Adam Thielen a lot. So he definitely helps up helps that team a ton. Getting rid of him would be a huge mistake on the offensive side. Their passing game would go even further down, and then they would be solely relying on Dalvin Cook. Well, their running game's been doing well, though, so they could become a run Well, you can't team. solely rely on that, Zach. In well, the NFL, you have to have a passing game, too. And without Diggs, I don't think you have that. I think he really puts the pieces uh, together in the puzzle. I don't think you have to have a passing game to succeed. Oh, boy. But I'm saying it helps out a lot and makes the offense easier if you do have a passing game. If the Vikings are going to make the playoffs, they need their passing game needs to get better. Kirk Cousins well, needs to start playing well. All right, then Stefan Diggs will get his receptions. Then Thielen will even do a little bit better than he's been doing. All right? So everything comes together by what Kirk Cousins does. And I really think he needs to get on target this year, starting right now if they want to make Lewis, the playoffs. Lewis, you're forgetting that during the first two weeks, Cousins threw barely any passes, and they ran the ball like 95% of the time with Cook and Alexander Madison, and they still got yeah. two wins out of that. Well, I'm not saying don't run the ball. Their running game's obviously superior. But if they want to make the playoffs and really be competitive in that division, they're in last place right now. And there's a reason for that. It's because of the poor play of passing the ball. They cannot pass the ball well. So uh, I think Stefan Diggs, his value is great. Obviously, you guys disagree with me. I already, I already gave my uh, trade prediction. Is there anywhere you guys think he could go? Well, I said like the Dolphins. So. Yeah, there's no getting anything out of that. Um, not really a specific team right now. Um, Just spitball one. Uh, probably the Dolphins would be the best choice right now. Maybe, maybe the Patriots uh, if he's willing to. But I mean, they already have Gordon and uh, Edelman, so. Uh, yeah, it, it could be anyone. The door's wide open. Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams that could use his talents. All right, last section of the week. Um, we already covered the Rams and Seahawks game, but we're going to do our predictions now. Jets, Eagles. I have to go with the Eagles on this one. Luke Falk starting again. We saw what happened with the Patriots. He is a heaping pile of garbage. Hopefully they lean on Le'Veon Bell Yikes. again. Wow. Um yeah, I'm definitely going to be going with the Eagles here. I think they're a better team than what they've shown. Uh, two and two does not really speak to uh, who they are. I think they're really going to start to get it together starting against the New York Jets. Definitely Eagles here. Jets' offense is a mess at the moment. So, All right, Jaguars-Panthers. i got to go with what Leonard Fournette referred to as the jockstrap king. Gardner Minshew is going to lead the Jaguars to a W. Uh, I think Kyle Allen's going to have another good performance and further cement himself as saying he should be the starter for the rest of the season for the Panthers. Yeah, I disagree about the Kyle Allen comment. I'm still not totally convinced on him. Uh, I think he's really going to not have a great game, make the Panthers realize that Cam Newton's really their guy. Um, I'm going with the Jags here. I love it. Gardner Minshew, man, I absolutely love Minshew mania. Awesome. I love watching it. Can't wait to see what Gardner's got in his back pocket for this game. I think this is going to be a close game. I think they're going to run the ball a lot with McCaffrey, maybe get some passing plays with him. But I still think the Jags are going to take this one. Kyle Allen still is not looking like the number one QB for the Panthers mm -hmm. at the moment. But who knows? Okay, moving on. Vikings, Giants. I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one. I think they're finally going to start airing it out to Thielen and Diggs. I think the passing game will get going. 
I think they're still going to rely heavily on the run, but they're definitely going to start using the play action. I think it might be close with Daniel Jones, though, getting mm-hmm. uh, Golden Tate. Yeah, funny that you mentioned the uh, passing game, Alex. But uh, anyway, I am going to go with the uh, Giants here. Um, Daniel Jones, that offense is really going to show up. Uh, I think the Giants' defense is going to do better in this game. I really think they're going to surprise everybody, come out here with a victory. Even with the arrival of Golden Tate, I still think the Vikings are going to win by a lot. The run game's definitely going to just eat up the Giants' defense, and I, I don't see any hope for the Giants. All right, Texans, Falcons. What is wrong with the Falcons? They suck. Just all around. There's no way of getting around it. They're they're a they're a better version of the Dolphins. I'm gonna go with the Texans on this one. Uh, I definitely um, wouldn't wait, put it that the far, but the Falcons have a lot of talent okay. on that roster. I just don't Gosh. see them really using it a hundred percent. I'm definitely going with the Texans here. Uh some strong words from you, Alex. Wow. Why, about why this. even compare the Falcons to the, the Dolphins? Julio is overrated. Oh, Get my out. goodness. Julio car. is one of the top three receivers, maybe the best, in the league, and you cannot. Doing... You know what? That's it. Falcons beating the Texans. I don't care. They're just going to air it out to Julio. Touchdown every time. I, I got the Texans, but the Texans... Falcons are a way better team than Alex is saying they Tekken, are. Texans secondary is shaky already. If they were so already. good, huh? Why, would they, why are they at the bottom of the division? Well, huh? they haven't performed. They have a great exactly. roster. Exactly. They have talent on their roster. They just haven't performed. All right. Performed moving yet. on. Buccaneers Saints. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers on this one. I think J. Bo Winston's going to get another W. I think he's going to put up another 50 point game. Boy, Alex has gone crazy right now. Are you kidding me? I'm definitely taking the Saints here. Um, the Saints are going to just absolutely dominate the Buccaneers. I'm not convinced on them. They had a great win against the Rams, but I'm taking the Saints here. We go with the Buccaneers here. Last year, both games were both high-scoring games with Winston throwing up multiple touchdowns. And now the Saints don't have Drew Brees. So I definitely think this is going to be a close game, but I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. You know what? This next game, Bills-Titans, going with the Bills. Matt Barkley, last year we saw what he did with the Jets. I'm I'm going Barkley on this one. I think so USC is going to make okay. themselves a comeback in the NFL. I think they're going to upset the Titans. They're going to move up a little bit in that division. I definitely agree with you. Um, I was surprised by how close they got to the Patriots. If not for a block punt uh, return for a touchdown by the Patriots, uh, they would have won that game. So a uh, very surprising performance against them. I'm taking them all day over the Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans here. I don't. He just likes Derrick Henry. I don't see the Bills' run defense really stopping the behemoth behind named Derrick Henry. But the only reason the Patriots and the Bills game was close was because of Josh Allen. So I definitely don't think Matt Barkley is going to make the difference. Oh, my God. The, the Bengals and the Cardinals, an absolute dumpster fire. It's a race to the number one pick between them and the Dolphins. They are both utter trash. The offensive line for the Bengals is going to make the Cardinals' defensive line look like it's one of the greatest of all time. And Kyler Murray's not going to get any passes batted down because our defensive line can't get any pressure. That 5'10 midget. Oh, my God. Lewis, what do you have to say about this? First, I'm going Cardinals. Kyler Murray's going to air it out on that defense because those guys are a bunch of preschoolers running around. 
Okay. Boy, I hoped our I hope our viewers watched the last episode when I was getting harassed for coming at the Bengals, saying that they were going to lose badly. What happened? I was right. Well, they I lost didn't badly. realize that they were that now, bad in actuality, Lewis. Now Alex is finally realizing that they are horrible. All right, the Cardinals are going silver and black, baby. Let's go Raiders. The Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to win this game easily against the Bengals. Well, I wouldn't say easily. They're not really a great team. Uh, it'll be somewhat close just because it's at home for the Bengals, but no, well, Cardinals showing up. Did you watch the 49ers game? That's a exactly. good point. Zach, That's what do you have to say? Point. I don't – I definitely think the Bengals have potential. William Jackson's pretty good DB, but other than that, it's uh, it's not looking great. But that's surprising how you're talking about the Bengals D-line so much since you praise Sam Hubbard, OSU, whatever. Ohio line, State's an NFL pipeline, man. Ever. Just, Just don't even try to combat Next. that. Next. Moving on. Patriots, Redskins. This is the David and Goliath story. If the Goliath just smacked David, there's no chance. The Redskins are going to get destroyed. Colt McCoy's going to go back, show us why he got cut from the Browns. Patriots all the way. Boy, Alex is going off here. Um, I'm getting passionate about this. I absolutely love it. The Patriots all day against the Redskins. This isn't even a game. Zach, do you need to say anything about this? Nah. Uh, No, obviously the Patriots. Ravens versus Steelers. Future MVP right now, I'm saying it, Lamar Jackson. I'm calling it 100 rushing yards at least, over 200, maybe even 300 passing yards, couple touchdowns. Steelers, Mason Rudolph. Who? That bum? No. He had a good game against the Bengals. Like I said, that was a peewee football team. Okay. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Ravens it. all the way. Divisional race. Ravens are about to take <laughs> back this division from the Browns. Man, I I love the passion up until you just went off the rails. Lamar Jackson is not going to win an MVP this year, next year, or in 20 Mark years. My words. Lamar Jackson is not an right MVP now. player. Mason Rudolph might end up being a better NFL player than Lamar Jackson. All right. Well, now, um, I am I, going to take the Steelers here what? on this game. The Steelers, if they win this game, go two and three, they could possibly be tied for first, be right back in it. So I'm taking the Steelers all day here against the Ravens. Ravens got crushed last week by the Browns, 40 to 25, really 40 18 because they scored in the last minute. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking the Steelers here. Alice is just off the rails now. We need to calm them down. Well, the Steelers are definitely going to go into that run game like they did against the Bengals, and unless the Ravens can stop the run game, I think the Steelers are going to win this one. All right, moving on. Bears, Raiders. You got a dad bod at quarterback, Chase Daniels, all right? Derek Carr looks like a rock star, literally, with the black eyeliner on his eyelashes. Okay. I'm going Raiders all the way. Silver and black, baby. Hard knocks. Raiders are going to dominate that Bears defense. I don't think Khalil Mack has a chance against his former NFL team. Wow. I might be going a little crazy, but you know. Yeah. You can say that again. We might have to to kick you out here because the Bears are clearly going to win this game. The Bears' defense is going to shut down Derek Carr and that offense. I'm predicting that they end up with three, (coughs) maybe six points. All right, I'll give them six points. But uh, Bears are going to show up in a big way, win at Oakland. The Bears' defense is just way too dominant. You, they did really well against the Vikings' offense. Yeah, well, we said There's that about no the Colts' defense. There's no way the Raiders 
are going to be able to overcome that Bears defense. Well, the There's Colts no defense way. was projected to be good, Zach, with Darius Leonard and Malik Hooker. But are we and talking about the Colts defense? The We're Raiders not. played them last week. We're talking week. about the, the Raiders Bears played them last defense. Week, got three touchdowns off of them. I'm sorry. Are the Colts? Are the Colts the Bears? They're not. They are not. That Just in case you didn't know, they are not. The Bears are probably the best defense in the league. By far. All right, moving on to the afternoon games. Broncos, Chargers. Phillip Rivers with his 11 kids going up against, quote-unquote, elite Joe Flacco. I got the Chargers all the way. I think Melvin Gordon's going to come back and make a statement. Not Austin Eckler, but Melvin Gordon. I think they're going to come back, and they're going to start to make their move into this division. Yep. You know what? I'm going with a huge upset here. The Broncos are getting their first win of the year. In Los Angeles against the Chargers. Joe Flacco showing up in a big way. That defense that we have talked about is finally going to start performing. Broncos getting a huge W here against the Chargers. Okay, well, they're obviously going to split the snaps between Gordon and Eckler, Alex. So relax, but Chargers taking this one. All right, moving on. The last afternoon game before moving to the nighttime primetime games. Cowboys, Packers. I'm going the Packers on this one. We saw what Aaron Rodgers did to Zeke and Dak a couple years ago in the playoffs. Enough said. I'm, I am I like Zeke, Ohio State man. But Dak ain't worth the, what, the contract he's seeking. I know he's done good so far, but this Packers defense is going to get back on track and show that they've improved over the last year. I think there's going to be a lot of sacks by that team. I can see an interception from Jair Alexander, and Rodgers is going to take that offense to the next level. Let's keep in mind, Dak has done well against three teams. The Dolphins, the Redskins, and the Giants. All three have pitiful defense, all right? The Cowboys are not a legit team. Yes, they're going to make the playoffs, barely, but they are not going to beat this Packers team, even if it is in Dallas. I like the Packers here. I think the Packers are going to take this one. All right, primetime game, Chiefs, Colts. I think it's going to be kind of close. T.Y. is going to be coming back, and Jacoby Brissett's actually looked pretty good so far this season. But I don't think they have enough to keep up with that Chiefs offense with Pat Mahomes, Killa Trav, Travis Kelsey, and throwing the laterals to LaShawn McCoy. I just don't think they have a chance really against them. Chiefs look absolutely unstoppable. After what we saw the Raiders did to the Colts last week, I do not think the Colts really have a chance in this game, especially at Arrowhead Stadium. I'm going Chiefs in a big way here. Yeah, Chiefs here too. All right, next game, Browns and 49ers. Alex, who you got? Why are you taking my spotlight? Well, because you were distracted. All right, whatever. Browns, 49ers. I got the 49ers on this one. I think they're going to stay undefeated. I think the Browns game with against the, the Ravens, might have been a little slip-up. Sure, it'll be close. It could probably go either way for all that I know. But, you know, I think Jimmy G is just going to get that passing game going. Matt Breed is going to do what he did to the Bengals, start juking people out left and right. And I think I think it's just going to be a good game for the 49ers. I think they're going to come out with a dub. Y'all doubted the Browns last week. You doubted Baker Mayfield going up last week. You doubted that offense. You doubted Freddie Kitchens. All right, They showed up and they performed in that game. They looked like an unstoppable team. I am so excited for this Browns team. That being said, at the beginning of the year, I also said that the 49ers were legit. They're making the playoffs and they have a possible Super Bowl run. Therefore, I'm going 49ers in this game in a big way. They're going to 4-0. They're really going to extend this streak for a while. 
I don't like how you're so high up on the Browns because last week it was all Nick Chubb. Okay, no one else. Just well, their offense up. finally performed. Their offense finally performed. Yeah, OBJ, huh? Two catches, 20 yards, really performed. How about Jarvis Landry? Let's talk about Jarvis That's Landry. They were Over 100 OBJ. yards. You can't lock exactly. That's what I'm saying. They got so much talent that you can lock up OBJ. That's fine. Jarvis Landry is going to take you on. Ricky Seals-Jones had a huge game. Our backup tight end. Sorry, who? Ricky Seals-Jones. That's right. Three catches, I think 86 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to go with the Browns here. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right, everyone. We just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. We, we got to end enjoy. this. Alex is off the rails here. Yeah, I'm going to the nut house here in a second. And um, I just want to say thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.